BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Here's a segment from one of our recent episodes. Nearly a month since the Supreme Court struck down the right to an abortion as the law of the land, we're seeing a more complex state-by-state picture of who's able to get an abortion. For public health researchers, the impacts of the court's decision may be catastrophic. Adam Rogers covers science and technology for Insider, and he recently published an article titled The Hidden Side Effect of Overturning Roe v. Wade. Adam, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Always a pleasure. In your story, you write that it's not just that abortions will be harder for people to get after the Supreme Court Dobbs decision, but that verifiable data about abortions will be harder to come by. Explain. Well, that's always been a challenge because abortion has been a politically sensitive issue and because there were already states that were having extremely restrictive regimes about who could get abortions and when. It was even difficult to know for public health researchers how many abortions were being performed in each state. But to understand that, you have to understand where the people who were getting abortions came from. And that's the sort of information that now, because of increasing criminalization in states and because of the Dobbs decision, um, people are going to be more reluctant to perhaps give to an abortion provider. And abortion providers may become more reluctant to ask for because it's not something they need to give care and they don't want to get subpoenaed. They want to protect their own clinics and they want to protect their patients. And that's just an example of how many abortions are being done and where and for whom. That doesn't even take into account the really well understood but profound potential public health and socioeconomic implications of restricting and criminalizing abortion that people have seen in other countries that people saw before Roe v. Wade in the United States and are now hoping to track in the United States, but are concerned that they're not going to be able to because of the consequences of the Dobbs decision. So why is this data, though, you know, who, where, how, important for scientists? Most of the ways that we talk about abortion in the United States are as a political conversation, and that's out of necessity, to try to understand individual rights, liberties of people who want to have abortions, how they fit into the way the Constitution understands privacy. But that's not the only way to think about abortion. Abortion is, is medical care. It has public health consequences. And there's an understanding that, for example, people who want to get an abortion but are denied it and then have the baby tend to have really rough socioeconomic outcomes. Yeah. That states that have restrictive abortion policies have higher maternal mortality rates. And that has a preferential differential impact on people of color, poor people, the folks who can't access care. What's interesting about this is that 
you write that the Supreme Court justices were actually presented with very good data and they chose to ignore it. So not in the decision, but when the when the oral arguments were being done in front of the court, one of the attorneys presented a lot of this data. It had socioeconomic numbers, the mortality numbers, the kind of the, the kind of stuff that goes wrong when you when you criminalize abortion. And John Roberts, Chief Justice of the Court, said essentially, putting all that data aside, let's get back to and what he wanted to get back to was what time during gestation you could get an abortion. It was this moment of, of the chief justice of the Supreme Court of the United States saying, like, molest me not with those numbers. I don't want to talk about that data. I want to talk about the political implications here. I want to talk about the politics. And so it was head snapping for the public health researchers, for scientists watching that, for a Supreme Court justice to say, I don't want to talk about that data. I'm not going to use that to make the decision. They sort of look at that and go, well, what am I supposed to do? What am I doing here? What's the point of me if you're not going to use this to make this policy? What are we doing? Because otherwise, at the most reductionist level, that is taking religious arguments to make policy because it's the religious arguments that are being used to kind of decide when that collection of cells becomes a person. That's a very hard problem to solve. It's a hard problem to solve for philosophers. It's a hard problem to solve for scientists, but it's how policy is getting made. So going back to that somewhat cynical, I guess, idea that comes up in your piece, you know, why bother with more research in this area, pointing again to the fact that Justice John Roberts acknowledged ignoring abortion data when deciding the Dobbs case. Do you have an answer for your own question? Why are researchers still bothering to gather this data? Yeah, I mean, one of my answers comes from one of the researchers I talked to who's been doing this for decades, who sort of said, this is the way you're supposed to make decisions. We make decisions based on data and doing research and analysis. And so that's a, a little bit of naivete, yeah. I suppose, and thinking that, that, like, how else are you going to do it? This is what there is. And, and there will be differences state by state. And there will be states where you can go and say, look, we can see how we've had these horrible outcomes. So we need to adjust policy because there's more than just politics at stake here. There, there are real lives and, and not just the, what happens on a, on a doctor's table, but what happens to people and their children in the years that follow, whether they have the kind of families that they want, whether economies succeed, whether people live in poverty. And these are all choices that policymakers can make. Adam, thanks so much for chatting. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Adam Rogers covers science and technology for Insider. Make sure to follow the refresh from Insider presented by WebEx by Cisco in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast app.